1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and AM member
0: FDSE.
2: indeed, we're 27 minutes away from 7 a.m. this morning. GAL is fueling your mission all year round, but, and I should say, if you're going to go pop into your local for some good value fuel this summer road trip, make sure you swing by them. Uh, plenty of sport going on around the world. No Football World Cup this morning, though, but the quarterfinalists are set. So we'll watch that with interest coming up this weekend. And next week, well, we might be having a bit of a party time to round out our last week on air as we head towards the semifinals on ECNZ. All of those games live in the SENZ app uh, Dame Patsy ready has been elected New Zealand rugby chair the White Ferns have beaten Bangladesh 3-0 in their T20 series and the IOC is pushing for Russia's, Russia and Belarus's, or Belarus's sanctions to remain in place as despite different sporting bodies feeling the pinch on bans they have put on Russian athletes previously so that situation is definitely not done but let's go back to the boards because we've been talking Kim all about 8:30 this morning when we hear from dame patsy read the incoming chair of new zealand rugby and zane you want to talk new zealand rugby and razor morning mate
0: questions this one is you're not seriously asking this question are you actually thinking there's a chance that we'll get anything other than the generic answer and <laughs> that they won't give any kind of information about the future um it feels like a pretty um, interesting timing to bring in such a diverse change to take um, a bit of attention off the whole situation. For me, being a pessimist. Um, so no, I don't expect that to change. And this is a question: I um, might be a bit ignorant, but who owns New Zealand Rugby, or what are they? Are they a company? They're an organisation. And the second part of the question is: who actually then elects the board?
1: Well, my understanding, my understanding is the game owns the owns the New Zealand rugby, the provinces, they are the the ones that come together through um, that process as well, an election process to to put together the board. I don't know actually exactly how that election process works because there's so many different ways that you can elect your board, whether they be independent or actually elected from the members and the owners, which is the provinces. So um, at the end of the day, like when they, for instance... When they put the Silver Lake deal through, it had to get past the provinces, and and with this election at the chair again, that's another process that they go through. So I couldn't tell you exactly because I haven't looked at their constitution, but for me, Zane, I think the interesting part is the timing of it all. Like you know, we're exactly. leading we're leading into Christmas time. We've just been on our Northern Hemisphere tour, played all of our games and championship and so forth. And we're setting up for the World Cup year, and they've decided to make this change just before Christmas. Now, that tends to tell me that the boat is not sailing all with everyone on it in the same direction, and they're trying to straighten it up.
0: I'm not 100% convinced of that, to be honest. Like, as I said, it it could be purely like publicity or like to a certain extent. But, you know, my question is I don't hate Foster, he seems like a nice guy, but what was the go-no-go line for him this year given the the amount of first-time failures we had, probably one of our worst years that I can recall that people are kind of assessing our year as All Blacks on potential for the coming years we don't do that, the All Blacks are the world's best international sporting team, you don't give them a pass mark based on potential for two or three years down the track, so I would love to know what was the go-no-go that he actually passed that final KPI to be kept on for the World Cup
1: well, he's obviously passed the KPI because he's still got the position. You know the interesting part of the your question, there, Zane, is that yep. we've lost two coaches over the over this week in Wales and England who have been employed to take their teams to the World Cup, and you're talking about um, them passing KPIs along the way and losing their job eleven months out from the from the competition. I think what you and then what you see yesterday is you see this changing of a guard, especially as a chairperson in and around 11 months out from a World Cup. Now, I think the whole um, concept of actually checking on those KPIs annually is a really good one, as you point out. And yep. this, is, this for me, is like it's the change is starting to happen here where I don't think you'll see long-term people being employed to take them through to World Cups because of what happened to um, Eddie Jones and Wayne Pivak. No, Louis, Louis. uh just having a little trouble there with his mic. He's just checking it out here. That's thanks a lot, Zane, for that that um, that conversation there. That was an awesome question in and around Louie if you're with us, about whether or not this type of, I, I guess, these changes, because we're not just talking about coaches and that being changed up. You know, up um, up to take teams to the World Cup, but now you're look, talking about boards.
2: Yeah, it's interesting what uh, what Zane was saying there. Sorry, I just kicked my cord out underneath the table. Um, is that Look, they, look they, they did a review after the end-of-year tour. Uh, Izzy kind of dropped hints of it after he played golf with Jason Ryan, and, and he's he kind of dropped hints around how happy they were with the performance and some of the things they learnt about themselves. So New Zealand rugby would have checked in with Ian Foster by now. They would have set their expectations, and they would have given them their... Uh, honest appraisal of how it went up north. Zane's being, well, he said maybe a pessimist that maybe this is just literally a token, hey, look over here, diversion tactic. I don't think that that would be fair of us to give them that little credit that they can't see that this next 12 months and the next nine months ahead of this World Cup, but particularly then the 12 months after that is probably the most crucial time in New Zealand rugby history. And you would not be making a change at board simply for the token perspective and not looking at the actual issues, Kempi, would you? You can't give. You cannot seriously think that New Zealand Rugby haven't put Dame Patsy ready at the top of the table here to help transition them into the next phase,
1: which is a crucial phase in their um, company's history. Not with her background. Like, I I actually hear what Zane's saying. Like, you, you know. And I've seen that happen before on boards where they have been just you know battens passed around between friends. but I think that this um, decision to put Dame Patsy ready into the seat would sit well with her um, and probably the changes and the and the difference she would want to make as opposed to just towing the party line. That's why I'm saying at 8:30 she has an opportunity here to put the foundations down and really stamp her mark. On some discussion that has been danced around the Mary, Mary Bush, you know what I mean? Like for the for the for the twelve months that we've we've um, been reporting here on on New Zealand rugby, so all the look they, I guess. Well, let's just wait and see the tides out at the moment. Let's wait and see the tide comes in at eight thirty, what it brings with it, what comes out the back of it. Because she's got to be asked a question. I got I got no doubt about that.
2: Well, Kibby, what do you think? Do you think Ollie Ritchie and 100%. and Andrew Saville and you know, these these rugby journos and, and the Hintons of the world, do you think that they and Gregor Paul, do you think they, they want to go and talk
1: about a board reshuffle? Not at all. No. Uh, they, uh, honestly, they want to talk about what they've been talking about for the last 12 months and so they want answers. That's all they want. And they
2: wouldn't have put this press conference here at 8.30 this morning if they didn't expect to cop it. And if they sit there and say, no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment, they are going to look crazy. That's right. So... I can't wait. 8.30. S-E-N-Z. Yes, uh, make sure you stay tuned because we will update you live throughout that. And Trent says, devil's Div- advocate here, boys. The name ra- t- the name Razor today take over after World Cup. Then the Crusaders go terrible in Super comp. What will you say then? Personally, I don't think he's the right man for the job. Trent. Trent. Did Zaki win the Cox plays in the end? Um, <laughs> no, Trent. I <laughs> and, take your point, and mate. And not
1: everybody is a Razor fan. No, and the Crusaders go terrible? When? No. <laughs> like. <laughs> Their track record is, mate, at least you get your place money back.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's more chance to win next year's Cox Plate than the Crusaders go terrible. After this, it's quizzy dag. No quizmaster. We've got the Kemp Master. 0800-150-811-50-TAB bonus beer up for grabs. Give us a call right now.